The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with his towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet, he put his garments back on and reclined at table again. He said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Last Saturday, I had the great honor and privilege to introduce a new family to the parish. And many of you were there present at the wedding. And in fact, that couple I spoke about over the weekend, they're in the back over there. So everybody, let's all embarrass them, turn around and look at Mr. and Mrs. Blackstock, the very back pew, wave at them, Nick and Nina. Congratulations, you love birds, huh? <laughs> Praise God. They got married on Saturday. It's amazing. You've been married for about almost a couple of days and almost a week. Praise the Lord. You're still alive. <laughs> you haven't killed each other yet. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you were very popular over the weekend because after, uh, after, of course, we did have the beautiful wedding. 
and we introduced you to the, to the wedding party. And then you were the topic of my homily, in fact, Nick and Nina. And I told them one of my favorite parts in the homily when I, when I yelled at you both. And I zeroed in on it. each and every one of you married the part of the homily. <laughs> I said, Nick! <laughs> I want you to wake up every morning. Your eyes first open. The first thought in your head should be, we all know the, the story. How can I love my beloved wife more today than I did yesterday? And then I turned my sights on Nina. Nina! When you wake up every morning, first thought in your head, how can I love Nick more today than I did yesterday? And I still mean that. It wasn't a rhetorical device, you two. In fact, the next day I was going to text you. I was like, hey, don't forget this line. huh?" Because Nick, let me tell you a secret of Nina's heart. For the rest of your lives, Nina will desperately want to know, and she will always ask herself, and she will always question herself, does Nick love me? You can say it a million times, but she will always wonder, there will always be a doubt in her heart, and a doubt in your heart as well. Is there anything above me in his life? She will always ask herself that question, no matter... Even if she gets older in life, God willing, you guys grow up to, to live old, grow old together. And I want you, Nick, to promise as a man, from this point forward to say, there will be no doubt in her, in her heart and in her mind who I love the most in my life. There should be no doubt in her heart for the rest of your life. Let that be your challenge. Same thing to you, Nina. There should be no doubt in Nick's heart whom you love. And I say that with with, with the utmost sincerity. Why? Because we all want love, don't we? All of us in here, we want love. We want someone to love us unconditionally. We want someone to love us so much that even if I reveal to you my deepest, darkest faults, that you won't leave me. That if I remove my mask and I stop pretending and stop hiding, will you still love me? Oh, every single one of us desires for someone to love us like that. Why? Because we're created in the image of love. Never forget Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God created us us in the Imago Dei, in His image and likeness. We are created for love. And the only answer to the deepest, darkest desires of the human heart will always be love. Never forget that. We'll always be loved. We all desire to be loved. And we see this in the most pivotal moment. Again, remember from last Sunday's gospel and the passion narrative when we read on Palm Sunday, Jesus beautifully says, I have eagerly waited to 
celebrate this supper with you. Why? Because it is here at the Last Supper. Why we're gathered here on a Thursday night. When Jesus gives us two amazing sacraments of love. Today, Holy Thursday, Jesus Christ introduces to the universe two pivotal acts of love. Look at the gospel continues. Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father, meaning he's about to die. Jesus is about to die, and so he creates two sacraments here. He loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. Do you see that there? Jesus Christ now, he says, I, I will love them to the end. I will, I will love to the point of shedding my blood. Greatest act of love. Then in this act of love, he says, he takes the bread and the wine, he prays over it. What is this account? This is the Holy Eucharist. Jesus will give us his very body and blood. He will pour himself out. He gives us the mass on Holy Thursday, 2,000 years ago. And he commands his disciples, all right, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. But it's not simply a, just a reenactment of that Passover meal 2,000 years ago. No, it is the re-presentation of the Last Supper. At every single Mass, even in the middle of the loneliest city in the entire United States, right here, Calvary, right here, Jerusalem, the Last Supper is made present. We are at the Last Supper. Christ says, do this in remembrance of me. The Last Supper, Christ gives himself, I am now the Lamb of God. Lamb of God. The Lamb which is sacrificed for the life of everybody else. Christ now identifies himself, I will love you to the end, to the point of death. And then the second sacrament, our Lord now enacts. Christ, surrounded now by his 12 disciples, he would institute the priesthood. He creates me for you. This is where I was born. Huh? The Eucharist, the priesthood. Nick and Nina. What do they all have in common? Love. Christ, what does he do at the Last Supper? Pours himself out. What is my role as your priest if I, if, if I, if I do my job well? I die for all of you. I die, I lay down my life for you. That is why as priests we are celibate. Because I'm called to hold nothing back from you. What is husband and wife now caught up in that beautiful sacrament of love? Nick, who pulls himself out to Nina, where Nina has no shred of ounce of doubt whom Nick loves. Nina now who pours herself out in love for her beloved husband. 
where he has no shred of doubt whom Nina loves, who commands his heart. And then from that fruitful love, God willing, we pray that they will pop out 25 children. (laughs) 25 little acts of love running around the world. (laughs) God gave me a vision of your future, Nick and Nina. I'm 100% right. I've never been wrong. What are children? They're fruit of one's love. Look at the end here. He says, If I, as your master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. And I have given you a model to follow. You and I now are called to love like this. As your priest, I'm called to love you. Nick and Nina are called to love one another. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we're all called to love each other now. This is how the world is changed. Will not be changed by political parties, will not be changed by economies, will not be changed by, by buying more stuff. None, none, none of that will change the world. What changes the world are men and women who will love like Jesus Christ. That is how we affect and convert the world. As I have done for you, you must do also. After Mass, as we do every Thursday, one of my, one of my most favorite traditions we'll do, we'll take the Eucharist so after we all receive communion. Roman will lead us on a procession. We'll take the Eucharist, they'll take the Lord, and we'll process out. And we'll go to the hall. We made a, a makeshift altar. Because remember, after the Last Supper, do you remember what happened in Jerusalem? Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane, where it said he would pray. And he prayed so intensely that his, his sweat became like blood. Well, what, what was he thinking about? He was thinking about us. And so we will mimic that act of Christ, go into the Garden of Gethsemane. And we will go into the Garden of Gethsemane of Holy Rosary Hall. It's been transformed into the Garden of Gethsemane. And we'll do adoration there. I'll be there for at least an hour. Feel free to stay as long as you like. Because remember, Jesus brought Peter, James, and John there, and he challenged us and said, hey, pray. Could you not stay with me for at least one hour? And then what did Peter and James and John do? They took a nap. They retired. And so I'll try to beat Peter today, not sleep in there for an hour. But we'll end there, we'll process in, and we'll do adoration. Again, stay as long as you like. Stay as long as you like. I will quietly disperse and go about the evening. But we'll reenact that act of our Lord. And so as I come to an end, tomorrow is Good Friday. We're back in Portola at 3 p.m., the precise hour our Lord died. And then Easter liturgies for the whole weekend.
love. That's what we must do. That's all we can do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.